0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for us at Keyword World Talk Radio.
1: Hi, this is Rochelle. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest. Please visit worldtalkradio.com, the World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
0: To the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. This is Sharon Kleina. Several years ago, I decided um, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and my world became research with scientists and doctors from all over the world studying dehydration disease. And to study dehydration, we must understand, of course, the power of water. It's water lost daily that's causing the diseases, the Earth's ecosystem to change in the universe. Water, water, water is changing our lives. The one thing I noticed in research of the the human life, the human mission, is we forgot we're made up of 80 to 90% water. This is not a uh, um, a surprise to anyone, but for some reason, we as people forgot we are on a human mission on Earth, but not a robotic mission on Earth. That when you're made up of 80 to 90% water, Of course, water is going to survive your life, fight your diseases, provide you flexibility, suppleness, suppleness and detoxification, better mental attitudes, better outlook on life, because the water in you, there was a nature to earth for the reason that you are water, that earth is also surviving with water, but fresh water. Let's don't talk about the oceans. I'm not going to go to the saline solutions. I'm not going to go to the ocean water and the salt waters. I'm going to fresh water is vital to your everyday life. Without it, nothing will grow. Nothing will last. I was just talking to Dwayne Cecil, who was for many years with NASA and U.S. Geological Survey, now with a heading a group in the United States with a government studying water on Earth. We do not dare stop the shuttles and all that exploration with the satellites because when we're standing away from Earth and looking over at Earth with the satellites studying and everything that's available to us away from the Earth to study the Earth, it's going to be the water. It's going to be vital that we understand the climate changing. Would it be considering the fact that water, there's not enough fresh water? Can we learn more about how humans can live and be uh, healthy, all plant life can live, be healthy, but it's your outlook on life, it's your faith, it's everything to do with how you your attitude. And if we can learn to pay it forward and learn how to protect the water and make water the number 1 priority of all environmental concerns. Water, water, water. We shall win. And have an eternity that will last for generations forever. Let's bring the word back into our vocabulary. Eternity, generations forever. And be healthy. Can you imagine if you have fresh, clean, safe water, the healthy generations and the the healthier, how much money that will save for everyone on Earth to think about, the whole planet Earth, to think about what it's doing in the solar system as an influence on With the water. Think about it. And that's what this show is all about. I want to thank Polly Featherton for helping me get the best, the most special guests. We have had guests in Kenya, Holland, throughout the world. We have been with the United Nations, Jacques Cousteau on the Earth ecosystem. We've had Nobel Prize winners. We've had NASA. We've had uh Living Water International Group on here. We've had heads of uh, of professors of oceanography. We've had people who from all walks of life and their world, of what their passion and their concern are, to be a guest and take a moment to be a guest on this show and think about our earth and our planet, the ecosystem, the environment. Your health, my health, uh, what we're all learning is so important to everyday living. Today we have Fred Jennings Rogers and I've known Fred for quite a while and Fred is amazing to me. He's got a feeling and and, and direction on this planet Earth to give us today as a special guest away from his precious moment of time some ideas to think about that are very deep into thinking. And when, but I go to introduce uh, Fred here in a minute. You're gonna find out that being an author of the, of many very good books, that all of a sudden we're learning that to meditate, to philosophize, to analyze, to think about something other than just yourself. Stretch your arms in the air and do a little circle. Feel how that feels to take the weight off of you. Just put your arms out. Circle them a little bit in the air, away from your body, and you will find the relaxation and the breathe in and the breathe out and what Earth's trying to do to stretch. You'd be shocked how re- reaching away from yourself for a minute, living with the ecosystem of the Earth and the, and the environment, your faith, and all that you may be reaching for that will take the weight off of you and learn to live with the rest of the world, not just with yourself. That's something I think we're going to be talking about today. We're going to listen to our sponsor. Our sponsor is Biologic Aqua Research Center. The product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eyes, when the eyelid is open, the surface of your eyes is 99% water? Did you know the only way you can supplement that is one product with a mist? Nature's Tears Eye Mist is sold nationwide. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears I Missed, and we'll be back with Fred Jennings Rogers. You're going to love this show, so listen close.
0: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program.
2: Fred, are you with us today? I
3: am. Thank you very much, Sharon.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, I wanted the audience to understand that we've known each other and your directions of life have taken you into writing some very exciting books with some directions of for people to stop and think about and I want the audience today, Fred, to understand that we here on this Earth all have a relationship. It's a family of a planet called Earth, and we're in that solar system. And what you're doing to teach us today, and I always tell our guests, Fred, that we're like your your, your classroom. We want to learn from what you've been learning.
3: Very and, good, Sharon. Well, I want to first of all, I want to thank you for the great work that you are doing. Uh, educating people on the extreme importance of healthy living and uh, stewarding the planet and focusing on the uh, importance of water. It's all about the water, and I'm right there with you on that.
2: Well, thank you. And uh, you now uh, have authored. Tell us, first of all, Fred, you know, whenever I have a guest on for the first time especially, I want to hear how you got involved in doing what you do with your books you're writing.
3: Okay, well, I'll just kind of give you a a kind of a thumbnail of my life. Uh, For the past several decades, I've been a student of what I call spiritual philosophy. And I enjoy studying the ageless wisdom teachings that are found in the cultures that are close to the earth. And I also study the mystical and esoteric orders of the past and uh, those that are present now. And uh, career-wise, as you know, we met in a garden center that I co-owned here in southern Oregon. I've managed to own uh, several uh, nursery-related businesses. In the early 2000s, I sold my interest to the businesses, and that's when I began to turn my attention to writing. Mm-hmm. In 2006, I self-published my first book, which is Petals on the Path, and that's more of an uh, inspirational book, information that I received from the universe. Mm-hmm. And then on 2007, I published my second book, World Peace Seeds, and that's an allegorical story about a sunflower named Samuel James and the laws that govern the universe. Mm -hmm. And then uh, while I was working on my third book, I opened a bookstore during January of 2009, Aquarius Mm -hmm. Books and Gifts. Mm -hmm. And my third book, Journey of the White Robes, was released in 2010, and I'm currently collecting material for my next project, which I hope to have out in the next few years.
2: So what's your next project?
3: Well, you know, it's so secret, I don't even know okay. what it is. Okay. I'll start on it, and then somehow it gets taken out of my hands, and it just goes where it goes. <laughs> okay,
2: because, okay, now, let's go to the classroom here. You decided that you wanted to k- get closer to the earth and its environment and what it is the nature it's offering. Now, I'm not going to ever put words in your mouth, and I will interrupt once in a while, Fred, because as you're talking, I want my audience, your audience, to follow you and not lose what you're trying to think about at the moment to relate to us where you're coming from. But you believe that if every individual could learn to live within the environment, not just in their skin, but within the environment that they can reach out to and do a little bit of momentum, like a conductor rhythming music.
3: In other words, we're
2: conducting the rhythm of life you is it you're going to teach us possibly how people can learn to relate to the world and to life not having to live in their skin every second of the day
3: well it's all about service as far as i'm concerned service to humanity service to the future and it's critical that we all pay attention to how we're touching the fabric of the earth and and our our individual lives and our our local region and uh, i think the, for me the best way that i can uh describe the the easiest way to get in touch with the environment is to actually go out and be a part of it i grow a garden i work in the yard and uh, for me that puts me in touch with the nature spirits and the of course as you know southern oregon we are very fortunate to live in a very uh, beautiful area that is still has fresh water and um um a beautiful environment. I would encourage everyone to go to the park or to plant a flower in a flower pot on their balcony, anything they can do to touch the soil and be connected to the natural world. Mm
2: -hmm. Now, when we're connecting, though, there's something that we need to learn to do. Today, Fred, we are all, all of us, are so communicated to death with. In other words, the radio is on, the TV's on. We're sitting in front of a uh, computer. We're in front. We have all these people around us. We drive someplace, and the traffic is all around us. We're getting. We're inundated without almost feeling guilty. If you want to be lazy and sit still and close your uh, eyes and don't say a word, (laughs) people are almost like they're being. uh, They should be feel so guilty. And yet I hope today you can tell our audience that I don't believe that a person should feel guilty to sit still, close your eyes, meditate, do anything you want to do, but reach out with a vision away from your skin to live with the planet Earth as an environment, as a blessing, as an excitement, as a hobby. Like you just said, you have a passion, a love, a hobby a dedication to wanting to touch the the soil, to touch nature. People can do that by sitting in an office at their work all day and doing something once in a while to look outside or go outside to take a break and look at the petals of the leaves, look at the flowers blooming in the color. And why is it one flower is looking different in the petals than the other color of the other flowers? There's ways to look at nature, to relax, um, not be so pounding the pavement and uh, being uh, forced to make you feel like you're not able to relax and and let it go and see the nature of the planet, not just the nature of all the people around you only.
3: And I feel that the, the great pieces in that unplugging from, as you say, the uh, communication overload that we're exposed to every day,
2: Unplugging. For me, I, I
3: rarely listen to the radio or watch television. Uh, I enjoy uh, just the simple being in nature. I really feel that if we're if we're at the beach or when you're on vacation and when you go to places of natural beauty, that's when your soul drinks it in, and when you become at peace, when you can listen to your inner guidance and provide it gives you answers to questions, and you can provide more of. Uh, of a roadmap for your life and uh, things that you want to do to help others along the way.
2: Yeah, and what you just said there, uh, let's see if I can evaluate. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned something, and I really got to thinking about our show today together, and we've had so many uh, people in on our show from Nobel Prize winners and individuals around the world that are doing what you're doing and, and learning more about nutrition and learning to get out of bed in the morning and make your day a hobby of enjoying training for the Olympics of life and enjoy your life, relax with your life, take your your life as serious and as important and as exciting as it is offered to you. Now, when a person does what you're saying, I like the word to unplug. Unplug for some time during the day. A moment did not feel guilty not to be communicating with somebody else, to maybe sit down and enjoy a good uh, something to eat that's very healthy and only you will receive the healthiness of it. And then also put a glass of water there, of course, because that's life and earth, the nature of water. And shake it around a little bit, lift it up, and give yourself a salute. But people have to learn to absorb the nature of life and live with the flow of it and not expect nature to flow with them. It's got it won't happen, but Fred. People are so disappointed.
3: Absolutely. When we are a not part of nature. Them. It, we didn't create it. The the planet has had millions, if not billions of years, to work out this perfect ecosystem and here in our infancy of time on the planet our stewardship is really questionable and that's why we're in that's why we are where we are today. And uh Sharon I think I just like to reach out and give all of our listeners all of your listeners a big hug and just let them know how important it is to love themselves to love every particle of existence the water as you say we couldn't live without the water on this planet it's our life blood i i enjoy and you may know uh, grandmother agnes baker pilgrim her uh, she's one of the indigenous grandmothers that uh, of the 13 grandmothers that travel all over the world and she blesses the water and, 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 and teaches us to uh, talk to the water and love the water and pay attention to uh, taking care of the water.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Tell us about her.
3: Well, she uh, is a local grandmother. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She is the elder of the Tequilma tribe, which is a southern Oregon tribe. And uh, she has been, uh, she chairs an organization as the 13 Indigenous Grandmothers. And um, they travel all over the world doing prayers and blessings and helping to lift the burdens on the planet. The mm-hmm. uh, grandmother Agnes Baker Pilgrim, in fact, will be having her sacred salmon ceremony here in Southern Oregon next weekend, up on the Applegate. Oh. She's all about the water. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to meet her, but she no. is uh, just a. Uh, she's worked with Dr. Emoto and uh, with others. Oh, well,
2: we've had him on the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So uh, she's a fascinating person that way Mm -hmm. and a a great mentor uh, for us at the store while sharing her her concerns for sustainability for the planet. And Mm -hmm. uh, for the next seven generations, that's a lot of the native uh, traditions, what they're working towards is saving the planet for the next generations.
2: Oh, that is a good story. Now, tell us about what you're believing. Uh, Now, on your books, the, the title of your books is so fascinating to me. Uh, uh, seeds of uh, peace. For
3: the world uh, peace. You've seat?
2: chosen uh, pet, ones on pedal, uh, Petals on the Path. Let's start out with Petals on the Path. And I know that was a, an older book, but Petals on the Path. When I think very methodically, very analytical, away from my skin and studying, uh, all of a sudden I'm looking at that like Petals on the Path means each thing you do is taking you on a path. Uh, the book that you wrote, what was your thinking of it?
3: Okay, well, uh, let me k- tell you a little story. Uh, this, the two books, "Petals on the Path, which was actually published first, and World Peace Seeds. Well, well, throughout my life, I've always felt that I wanted to contribute something to leave something of value, uh, you know, uh, do a service for humanity. And I felt compelled to write something to uh, help my contemporaries and for future generations, uh, just stories or guidelines or things, inspirations that I have received that I have found useful in my life that may serve others as well. Mm-hmm. So when I was done with the uh, gardening business I had time to write so mm-hmm. I thought okay it's time to write so I picked up the pen and I receive inspirational information as I think we all do from the unseen and from the what I you know we might call the great mystery or whatever it may be so I received from my uh, mystery a title and it was for the first book it was world peace seeds mm-hmm. so I picked up the pen after I sold the businesses, and I was finally ready to write. I thought, well, this will be simple. I've studied for my entire life. I'll just kind of uh, pin down can, uh, some information for my contemporaries. So I picked up the pen, and nothing came. And I thought, gee, I thought I've studied my entire life. I could I could write. So they said, well, write what you know about I thought, okay, well, I know about gardening, so write about that. Mm-hmm. So on World Pea Seeds, I started the rough draft. And I was halfway through the rough draft when I was told intuitively to put the pen down. And I thought, oh, boy, I've done something wrong. So I put the pen down, and I went into meditation, and I asked, I said, well, why? I thought you wanted me to write what I know about. And they, they said, they passed the monkey mind and the chatter of when we close our mind and we try to focus and center on something, often there'll be that.
2: There'll be messages. Messages come to you like something else is talking to you if you do that.
3: Yeah, outside of yourself, it's kind of like the still small voice within or your conscience when you have another voice that uh, seems to be separate, although it's internal, it's a part of you as well, and it's that relationship.
2: Everybody has it.
3: Absolutely. No matter what they may call it. Some call it their angels or their guides or, you know, whether it's uh, Jesus or whoever, that uh, each person God, has whoever. a close relationship okay. with, with their divine nature exactly. through my way of looking at things. Right. So uh, what they told me uh, at the, when I set the pen down in the center of World Peace Seeds, they wanted me to uh, write Petals on the Path. As backstory for World Peace Seed. So, mm-hmm. uh, halfway through, the, so I wrote Petals on the Path, which were just simply inspirational messages and guided meditations. Then I sent that off to the publisher, and then I was allowed to resume World Peace Seed. Now
2: tell me, uh, I, uh, the audience is going to be, everybody has this in them, if they are willing and want to. You have to not only be willing, if, if you have to have that inner relationship with yourself and by the way audience that is so important for each of you to think have that inner relationship with you if you're alone at the moment enjoy being alone and have that relationship
3: absolutely if you know and
2: yourself and meditation real quickly before i go on to what i was going to say meditation means it could be called a prayer it could be stopping to take a moment and 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 let those messages come to you that you know that you want to be listening to that are not just you opening your mouth and saying something out loud. It's literally connecting to who you are and to the environment and to the nature of the earth. That is all. That it, it sounds so simple, Fred, but that's it what is we're simple. all doing, and we all need to learn. To do it, Fred. As but the now, Dalai Lama peddles, says, it
3: is a simple path, and and that is absolutely truth. We become so uh, busy with uh, shopping and uh, with the activities of the outer else world, is thinking
2: about us, or our opinion of someone else or something else, and we've got to learn. Um, some recently, um, somebody was saying uh, on one of the business invest uh, and, uh, reports, what is happening in America the uh, people from our forefathers were very analytical. And our forefathers believed in, in enjoying, work hard, but enjoy your life too. So our forefathers had some ideas of how to reach out. And then all of a sudden, they reached out to the rest of the world and became very philanthropic, very unselfish about what they, to help other people from America, because they felt like, here, we're learning so much. Can we share that? Well, then the world came to us, Fred, here and joined us because they really liked some, the, what we were doing and the analytical side of our d- journey. All of a sudden, what happened in the last maybe decade or so, they, they, uh, they don't want the journey of analyzing. They want to hurry up and get it done, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well. and you know, Fred, I'm going to say I'm a born American, l- l- married to a man from Holland, and believe me, I think he is wanting things quicker than maybe most people. It's not, that, but for myself, I watch people, Fred, like yourself, and I'm very analytical. Uh, people, what's happening to each of us to get out of bed in the morning, and wanting to analyze and meditate and say the prayer and and get involved with your life as a person to sit back and enjoy, get out of your skin once in a while. Don't be self self centered. Uh, people think, Fred, that if you're meditating, oh, that might be a little too self-centered. Just oh, Sharon, the opposite. Sharon, let it, me
3: uh, offer this little uh, nugget or this, this thought or a way of thinking. For me, it's always been when I'm praying, I am asking and or, or I'm petitioning whatever the divine may be. I like petitioning and then when i am meditating i am simply receiving the answers or the information right. it's like a phone call where where uh, i'm speaking and then the divine is speaking to me so that's uh-huh. kind of how i internalize uh, the prayer and meditation and and i think it nothing could be further than the truth uh, as far as being selfish for taking time for oneself because right. how can we serve uh, one another and the planet and the future generations when we ourselves are not in any in, uh, alignment with our own being and our own, our own essence.
2: Exactly. And you know, our forefathers here in America, the melting pot of the world, Earth, uh, the melting pot came, uh, look at all the people that came here to want to live here, with what, the way we were living. They wanted the freedom of worship and prayer. They wanted um, the um, uh, peace. With right. integrity respect and dignity they knew fred this would take courage and wisdom to live in america with this idea these thinkings but all but 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 they were ma- they were doing it and the respect that was given to each person to do this now we're living in, a, in an environment a culture a society of everything has to be a shortcut and i think that this program today i'm going to be back in a minute we're going to take a moment a break but Let's come back, and you teach this our audience, I hope that shortcuts are not the way to go, that we need to, within ourselves, learn how to reach out. And I loved your idea of of um, of going out and petitioning. <laughs> petitioning. <laughs> well, thank you, Sharon. <laughs> well, okay, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Fred, and we're going to be right back. Okay,
3: thank we're you. We're going to
2: listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I miss. the only method to be able to, with just a mist, to give your eyes the quenching that you need to supplement the tear film, which is 99% water. When you lift that eyelid, did you know there's a dehydration and a dryness of the eye? When the eye drop touches that tear film, it does cause a dryness. But when you supplement with nature's tears eye mist first to be able to give it a thirst-quenching moisture level, all of a sudden you will notice immediately there's something that is a miracle to the eyes. And without your vision, without the health of your vision, we are learning and research. There's a change in your life. Did you know that? We're going to listen to Nature Series I Missed, and we'll be right back with Fred Jennings Rogers. This is an exciting show. We'll be right back.
1: Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
0: Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Fred, you know there's a mental. Everybody today, all over the world, is looking for the mental side of our outlook. And cause we're no, we do know there's something that we need to correct, but we cannot do it alone. And, um, but yet we can start alone to learn our own mental outlook, attitude, faith, uh, just what we want to do to reach away. Have you ever noticed, Fred, one of my first directions of studying dehydration is the skin. And when you're not feeling good or uncertain or questionable, your skin gets tight, Fred. And when the skin gets tight and you're, all of a sudden it tricks the brain and all of a sudden the dehydration gets even worse and life on earth is from the moment you're born in the delivery room of the hospital, you were born and all of a sudden you are not have water around you anymore and the skin gets tight and all of a sudden you have an alarm button. And then we begin our life to what the final moment of dehydration is. But the skin... Is the uh, thermometer? It either relaxes or it gets very tight. And the one thing about our mental attitude and outlook, Fred, is what you're trying to teach us is learn to relax, sit still for a moment, meditate. And Meditation is 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 going to be the future, Fred.
3: So Therapy, what it feels like to me, Sharon, and thank you. that thank you for. Uh, You are so eloquent in explaining the the skin organ and the properties that are attached to it. What I find really interesting is there's a I love the old adages that have grains of truth in them. And there's one that, and I couldn't tell you where it came from originally, and you're probably familiar with it as our listeners, but it's the, the longest journey that you will make is also the shortest journey. It's from your head to your heart. And oh, it's so yeah. important that we not uh, analyze or what I call beat things up to a bloody pulp when actually we need to be proactive and to live this. It's not just an intellectual exercise any longer. It's a lifestyle. It's a conscious uh, choice to live these uh, these mm. things that we are learning along the way.
2: Exactly, and in your vision, how you feel, what you want. Sometimes, Fred, I think it's kind of like you're we Let's not think. Sometimes I've recognized that I mentioned to you earlier and the listeners that if you just reach out away from your body with your hands, like you're uh, the conductor of an orchestra uh, with a very soft rhythm and a very soft motion of, we'll call it algorithm, I don't care, that all of a sudden you begin to relax. And then, cause you've relaxed the skin, you've relaxed your thinking, you relax and you're living within your environment away from your skin as if it's, it's, it's a, a path, like you said. And then when you lay the petal at the moment and as you live your life in the path as you go, don't go back and pick up the petals. Just move with the motion of the flow of, like water. Then when you talked about, uh, the peace seeds and, and the planting, You're planting your own personal peace and directions if you're willing to be very environmentally open-minded. You know, Fred, I'm real funny about I've been studying the environment a long time. I'm not young. I'm 69 years old. I've been around a little bit, been around the world a little bit. People who go extreme are concerning to me because what happens with people who, when they go extreme to something to do something – that attitude and that force of extreme, people forget what is so important because of the way, we've got to get back to that ecosystem of down the middle. It's like Einstein said, there's no such thing as a straight arrow. Well, it's because the air is always changing.
3: The middle path is the path, absolutely. The middle
2: path and be flexible. And like you said, I like the word you said proactive. Proactive means to me, Fred, we're working at trying to prepare being flexible, be in the ecosystem, trying to be concerning. But don't think about just yourself. In other words, there's other people around you. There's the environment around you. There's things, places to go, things to do. But don't worry about being a little lazy to do it, to analyze. If somebody doesn't agree with you, analyze it.
3: Like you, Sharon, I, I feel that everyone has a part to play, and they're, they are drawn with the part that they resonate with. For instance, at the bookstore, I provide a platform for people that are involved with, uh, with it, if it's healthy living or if it's environmental issues or uh, meditation. Whatever it is, everyone has a choi- choices that they make every day how, they're, how they will uh, live their life, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... Uh, and I think respecting the earth is uh, key among... We've become so intellectual that we've kind of gotten away from being close to the earth itself. And oh, I think- you
2: just said a magic. Why is it that everybody wants it to be so smart? You know, um, now follow me for a second, Fred. They want it to be intellectually so smart. And a lot of times I'll say, well, I'm not smart. And people will look at me, what I mean, Fred, is there's so much to learn that you could never be smart enough. And if, what happens with people once they start studying intellectually, they think they've learned so much, they're smarter than somebody else. There's some people who could be in a jungle, in a hut, and no more.
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of times people become too attached to the intellectual aspects and they're no longer living life and being a part of the fabric of the planet and actually realizing the potential of the species you know i I don't really feel that we're just meant to uh... and there are those that have the intellectual pathway and they do provide glimpses into greater realities and i appreciate that but i don't think that that particularly has to be the goal for all beings on the planet
2: now we're learning out there more and more about uh, meditation, you know, I, I want people to know that meditation or prayer with meditation or separately can do both. Um, I, I like that. Um, I want people to understand how important it is to take a moment and, 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 and meditate. People well, I... need to learn that, uh, that. Tell them how to do that.
3: <laughs> well, it's, it's so simple, I almost feel guilty trying to assume that I would know the correct path for anyone. No, it isn't the but, correct
2: path. What we're saying yeah. is you, now you tell us
3: right. what you believe
2: well, is so me, important yes. with the world wanting to meditate, and more people around the world are wanting to learn how to relax and meditate.
3: Well, uh, for me, it's as simple as focusing on one subject One mantra, looking at a flower, uh, a candle flame, or thinking of a word, love, love, love. Just clearing the mind of all the chatter and all the clutter that accumulates throughout the day that we're inundated with uh, in this uh, um, very communicative world that we're in now. Clearing all that so that we can actually listen to the sweetness of our within, the still, small voice within, Anyone can do it. It's it's no big mystery or secret. There are many, uh, some cultures use postures, others use breathing techniques, and that doesn't matter. What matters is simply quieting the mind, turning off the, the chatter inside the mind, and focusing on almost on nothing. Uh, if For those that cannot go to that place of total silence and stillness, They can focus. They could just look at a flower. Right now I'm looking outside at a beautiful petunia. So I could just spend, uh, just time with that petunia and just look at the beauty of that petunia. Visualize
2: that the petunia has a color with nature and visualize that uh, the petunia may have a, a hummingbird come to the petunia because it's such Absolutely, a sweet they can go fragrance. to the
3: to the outer garden and at the same exactly. time they can go to the inner garden And they get, so, the
2: petunia only comes at certain times of year for a reason
3: Right, as, as all seasons do and you know, I think for me uh, working in the garden it's, it's a continual meditation for me as I work mm-hmm. in the garden I consider it an active meditation because each season, as you say offers something special I mean, you know, you start with the collecting the seed and planting, preparing the soil and planting and cultivating, mm-hmm. harvesting mm-hmm. and saving seeds. I think these are all steps throughout everyone's life. I mean, whether it's in the garden or in the world at large, it's the same story that repeats over and over. For mm-hmm. a carpenter, it's the foundation, then he builds the house. For the mm-hmm. gardener, prepare the soil and then plant the seed. It's the same for us but, spiritually. you know,
2: let's back up for a second now. You just said something. The gardener, the, uh, let's say the carpenter. Yes. That will be a the, uh, the, uh, carpenter who has a vision to have the patience to take the time to artistically be the carpenter. But if the carpenter wants to rush in and hurry up and get it done, the carpenter is not going to get any real satisfaction. This that's, is what I'm saying. Is well, we have to learn whatever you're doing whether you like it or not, at the moment, find something about it that gives you a chance to be healthy as you're doing what you're doing. To take a moment, don't rush, paint.
3: Enjoy, enjoy each, as they say, smell the roses along the way. Enjoy each step of it. As the hardest part when I'm working in the garden is to prepare the soil because I don't rototill it. I just uh, till it by hand, and it's a very slow and tedious process. But I'm so engaged with the process, I lose track of time. I don't even care. I'm just so present within the doing of whatever it is that I'm doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all have to learn that, Fred. That's just why I was exciting about the show today, because I was reading about your directions, and I've known other people in life out there. Whether you be the uh, uh, the doctor of a surgery that has saving lives. Or you're over here uh, uh, with on the on an ocean sailboat traveling the world, and studying and writing books about the planet Earth and going into Tibet and more. You can go over to NASA, doing what they're doing. That, have you ever noticed that there's people who are doing things uh, that, are, that are doing something that is so passionate?
3: Oh, it's wonderful, and, and they, it, yep, re- you as know, you say, Nargan it doesn't matter well, whatever it may be, exactly. as long as they bring their passion to it. You know yes, that way. Yes, and you mm-hmm.
2: know sometimes in the passion you go run into something that isn't so passionate. And what might that be? Oh God, I, it's, I'm so God, I'm so disappointed. Uh, why didn't that go even differently? Now I've got to go answer to somebody else. It didn't go the way they wanted it. Well, Fred, we have to learn the nature and the flow of our passion teaches us. Directions that are not always going to be—they're going to be a surprise. Well,
3: that's good because we learn to engage the flow and throw those experiences which are less than pleasant. You know, those are our greatest teachers in life. If, <laughs> if everything was always the paradisal garden, uh, it would leave very little room for experiencing and growing.
2: You know, you've just said something, and and, and sitting here today with the world out there listening and our audience and. And thinking about where our, uh, c- uh, culture is today in America and the world, having a lot of, a uh, real economic, financial challenges. You know, there's so much to be learned from that. If, you know, our forefathers used to say, we learned more from our hard times than we did our good times. And Fred, when we sit to meditate uh, during, uh, we have a routine and we learn from people like yourselves and other people who have passion, wanting to learn to stop and meditate. Take a moment to pray, meditate, vision, and don't be guilty to take a moment. Close your eyes. And by the way, when you close your eyelids every once in a while, just sitting at your computer can give you a chance to privately do as you wish. You can go outside and sit on a bench. Look at the vision of the petals and look at the vision of the leaves and the grass and the the weather and the climate and people. That you can vision with a meditation without even closing your eyes of what is happening with the rhythm of our earth and where we're going. And don't look at the negative. Look at where it's going with the flow. And beep, when people uh, can learn to do that, and our forefathers taught us so much, that that's being an, an analytical. That's thinking about the unknown future. Don't worry about the unknown future. Not, I'm not going to call them risks. risks. Don't worry about as long as you're flowing, and you're able to think about somebody else, just other than just yourself. Rhythm, flow. Fred, today uh, they call it an algorithm. It's kind of an interesting um, description for the uh, for the computer to get its rhythm, so that every time somebody touches touches a key on the keyboard, it one one letter. Let's say you hit just B for B. And then all of a sudden, where's that B on the algorithm going to go from all over the world with the rhythm of that charge on the wiring, the code? And people have to realize that's the whole planet doing that without touching a keyboard. They're doing that with each other living on this planet, whether they know it or not, huh, Fred?
3: Absolutely. We're uh, we're all connected that way. We're
2: all connected.
3: What what I find, uh, you know, Sharon, I think it's just important that we simply, we all know what we need to do, what is right. I mean, when we go inside and talk, there really, there's no confusion. We know the correct path for our life. There really is truth and clarity if we will actually go in and visit and listen. listen and inside. And, and uh, I'm sorry, I, I lose my train like of thought water. quickly Somebody when I'm sitting out here. Lo- I shouldn't like be looking the at the plants.
2: <laughs> Pardon?
3: I should not be looking at the plants, it it just invites me to be uh, engaged this present moment and uh, that's what I think all that we really have. You know, we're talking about engaging the flow, it's this present moment and always making the right choice for ourselves at this present moment is the path. I mean, it's the way, at least for me, is to make a certain choice at any given moment always being present, being mindful of future generations, and doing what I know to be right.
2: Now, th- that's, that's, to me, the rhythm of our earth. That should be the priority. Now, Absolutely. in your bookstore called the Aquarius Books uh, um, book and Gifts store, uh, booksandgifts.com, you've brought in a lot of interesting people to be guests. There. We've Center been very fortunate. There are so many learning.
3: creative people on the planet at this time, as you know. It's like the floodgates have opened over the last couple of decades. I mean, holistic and green are no longer they're, they're buzzwords now. They they aren't words to be shunned. So we do we uh, we certainly do encourage and provide a space for people that are proactive in uh, their concerns about sustainability and conscious living. And uh, we have a lot of authors that uh, provide that share their self help or their um, Different aspects of it, inspirational, whether it's instructional or inspirational, uh, whatever it may be. So we very much enjoy. Now, some of
2: the authors you've had in, what are some of the things that you're learning from them?
3: Well, everyone brings something different to the table. Uh, most recently, we had a, a gentleman who's a local reverend that did his book launch with us. So it was really fascinating to learn. Gary shared his experiences through life, what brought him to the the pivotal points of of changing his pathway and dedicating himself to the service of others. So, I really enjoy uh, listening to what brought people to that point in the life when they just that made a difference for them. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have meditation classes there too. We
3: do. Uh, What we have coming, uh, that'll be coming soon, is we will have a. Sound Healing Concert, and that'll be the first part of August. And it's an interesting. The the uh, young couple that walked into the store a couple of months ago now, uh, Paradicio and his uh, companion Rasa Mai, are actually he plays uh, didgeridoos, and she plays the Tibetan Healing Bowls. And uh, he, when I was talking with him, it was interesting that he is the only didgeridoo player that has played at Carnegie Hall. So it. I think will be very fascinating. Now, where
2: is this going to be located at? That will be
3: located at our store in Grants Pass at uh, 528 Northeast E Street, and that will be the first part of August.
2: Okay. Uh Now, what else have you had that you find that people should be uh, looking for and maybe look in their own communities? Where would people find in their own communities, if they don't live in Grants Pass, Oregon, and they're listening across the world, where would they go to find uh, places uh, like yours i mean cuz they're not they're all going to have a different name but what is the oh, a- sure
3: well absolutely i think anyone um, most people that do have access to uh, computers and internet nowadays can right. simply uh google or yahoo or wh- however the exactly. being or whatever the the current uh, um, vehicle is they could simply uh type in uh bookstores or events that they would be drawn to whether it's holistic or alternative uh healing whatever a uh, healthy living or you know, whatever their concerns are, with what they're drawn to, they could simply type it in, and uh, places mm-hmm. would, uh, centers or. Close. Right, would uh, yeah. pop up, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Something before we leave today, we've only got about three more minutes, and I'll turn it over to you to finish with the audience. But something we're learning how our mental attitude is so important, but our mental attitude is as healthy as our diet. You yeah. have been uh, involved in. Uh, the soil. And we've had many people on here, Fred, who have said people have to start looking at their, what they're eating, their diet, serious. Eat fresh. E- uh, try to be concerning about dark green. Try to think close to the gardens of your, uh, where you're living. Uh, what is your thinking on that? Because you grew up in, in, uh, greenhouse and gardening and you owned a garden store. Uh, as an owner, as a businessman. What is your thinking about what people are eating?
3: Well, absolutely. Uh, it's a, extremely important that we eat locally. It, not only is it the carbon footprint of, of food that's traveling closer to us, the things that are grown in our own backyards are the best for us. Uh, they provide, in my uh, way of thinking, they provide the, uh, the nutrients, the minerals, the medicine that we need for the uh, what our environment exposes us to locally, so there are many people that are, are into the raw food diets here, and mm-hmm. of course, uh, I don't particularly um, say that one is better than another. I feel that each person knows what's best for themselves that way. If they need to be in touch with nutritionists or or alternative um, mm-hmm. people that way you know it's an but individual take it serious, path, like it's individual as far as i'm concerned your,
2: it's a nature to your life
3: absolutely mm-hmm. now
2: we only have a minute left uh how would you like to close today
3: well sharon i would like to close by thanking you very much for the opportunity to, to share some uh, time with you and your listeners and i just uh my wish for everyone is that they are blessed with with great peace and warm love and brilliant light and uh I thank you and send love to all beings in all space and time.
2: Well, thank you, and we really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today. And if you ever have a topic that you'd like to have a relationship with us and teach us, be sure and give uh, us a call, Fred.
3: Okay. Thank you, Sharon, and you, you have, have a wonderful day. You have a nice day. day. Thank you, dear.
2: And you be well.
3: You as well. Thank you. Bye. Bye now.
2: Bye. I've said that Polly Featherton has gotten the most wonderful guests to come to this show. We've had over 370 guests on the show with different topics, different worlds, different backgrounds, and there's something that is so important for the relationship, for you to flow, for the reason I believe that I started studying water many years ago and the dehydration disease, and yes, I'm in the medical field, and yes, I'm in the natural field, but in the medical field with the first water technology in the world that it ha- of its kind. We need to learn to think about flowing with the nature of the planet, the the nature of Earth, your daily lives. Don't be so confused that you cannot go and get your answers. Thanks to the blessings of the internet, type it in. Go learn. Be open minded. Follow where more information. Can we learn enough? It is impossible. Thanks to the internet. And all of the fabulous technology we've been learning, there is so much to learn and compare to knowledge to make a better person and a better place to live. We are all an ecosystem uh, orbit on this planet. We do affect each other. I want to thank you for listening today. Earth does have a secret. Embrace your life. Enjoy your life around you. Take some time to meditate and have peace with your prayer or a moment of silence, just to be a little lazy. But Earth is whispering, like I say, every week on this show for four years. Earth is whispering to you personally that message. Stop for a moment and think about leaving something behind so that you will become immortal. You will never be forgotten because you are that important to the whole system of our planet. We are to each other. I want to thank you for listening and all of our special guests. And thank you to Polly Featherton again for making this show possible with the guests. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day, and you be well.